everybody. I'm Patrice Anwuka, uh, and welcome to this pop-up edition of She Thinks. Now, you know me. Um, you know, I head up our Center for Economic Opportunity at Independent Women's Forum. And one of the big issues we are co- covering are labor issues. We want to ensure that if you want to work, if you want to be a flexible worker, an independent contractor, or a full-time employee for a company, that you should be able to do so. Uh, and so, um, you know, it's really important entrepreneurship is the engine of our nation. Small businesses are the engine of our country. And, um, you know, it, they're so important. We actually dedicate a whole Saturday of, of Christmas and holiday shopping just to small businesses because they're that key to our economy. And it's sadly, I don't think our Washington regulators, our Washington really recognizes the importance of small businesses. Otherwise, they wouldn't be trying to regulate them and really um, squash the the entrepreneurial uh, spirit in the United States with some new regulations. So uh, here to talk with me more about what's going on is Karen Anderson. Uh, Karen is an independent women's fellow with us at IWF. Uh, she is also a third generation Southern Californian with 25 years of experience as a career freelance writer, a managing editor and a photographer. She is also the founder of Freelancers Against AB5, and she's going to get a little bit more into that. But we're talking about, what, close to 20,000 people organized online by Karen, you know, in support of independent contracting, flexible, uh, independent work. So she's an advocate for independent contracting, and I wanted to bring her on to talk with us today about what's going on in Washington, you know, and what the implications are for the entrepreneurial spirit in America. Karen, welcome to She Thinks. Thank you for having me, Patrice. It's, it's, a, it's great to be here and to share what's been going on in California for the, almost three years now. AB5 was passed into law in September of 2019, and I started my group about a month later. Wow. And it was called, it's called Freelancers Against AB5 uh, because I realized that this law when it was first passed, was going to implicate, impl- um, involve a vast swath of professions. So I opened up this Facebook group to see who would come and share their story. And I got a front row seat to just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories pouring in of devastation even before the law went into effect in January of 2020. So I'm going to hold you there because I want you to talk about those and talk about AB5. But let's let's just start with what's going on today and immediately, because right now, within the next two weeks, we have something major going on here in in Washington, D.C., which is going to have implications for the whole country. Tell us about what the Department of Labor um, has proposed doing. Well, the the U.S. Department of Labor has not heeded the cautionary tale that's come out of California and they are proposing a new rulemaking to um, to the Fair Labor Standards Act, and um, one of uh, it, it it portends to stifle independent contracting. Mm. And what has been so um, devastating with AB five in California is the B prong of the ABC test. Now, without them, they the the Department of Labor has lamented the fact that they can't just come out and um, uh, apply the right, copy and paste. 
Right. Yeah. But they've coming very, very close to that B prong in, in this um, Department of Labor rule, which has got everybody freaked out. And you can go online and read tons of analysis from legal legal analysis about how this could just be a death knell for a lot, for almost 59 million. There's 59 million independent contractors across yeah. the country. And we're, we're trying to fight this at a, at a national level now. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's that's really good. It's you literally have the Department of Labor implementing this new regulation, which <laughs> it's been ping pong back and forth between administrations because the Trump administration had implemented uh, rules around independent contracting that really provided a, a clearer definition of the difference between an employee and an independent contractor. And then the Biden administration tried to rescind those. They couldn't. They're trying again. And now they've um, proposed these new rules, as you're saying. I mean, I think my shorthand is saying it's cracking down on independent contractors and making it difficult for people to keep that independent status. Yeah. I would love for you just to, to share, you know, what who are independent contractors? You mentioned like 59 million people, but what are some of the different occupations that are well, independent contractors? The occupations in California that have been uh, affected by AB5 is everything. I, I can read a, a long list of, of people, everyone from musicians and journalists to, um, you know, uh, auctioneers, rehab specialists, nurse anesthetists, speech pathologists, uh, pharmacists, genealogists, massage therapists, notaries, real estate appraisers, uh, paralegals, nurse practitioners, radio engineers, sheep shearers, sign language interpreters. The list goes on and on and on and on. We've, we've, we've identified 600 categories of professions in just within my group alone. Yeah. That have been affected in some way, shape or form by AB5 and the ABC test in that B prong. Well, and we've we've covered AB5 so extensively at IWF. Uh, it, California law, as you rec- as you mentioned, um, was uh, passed in 2019, implemented in 2020, just before the start of the pandemic, which made it really difficult for independent contractors from that broad, I mean, hundreds of occupations to continue to be independent. They don't pull down a, a W2. They're not W2 employees, so they don't get a check. They are pretty much small businesses, right, Karen? Individuals, small businesses who are getting their own clients, one or many. They do their work when they want, how they want, in the manner that they want. They're not employees. They're truly independent. And women, you, you've really written recently at IWF about the impacts on women and on older um, reti- retirees or older Americans. Can you talk about that? Well, for example, the freelance transcription profession in California is pretty much extinct. AB5 yeah. put it completely out of business. And most of the people that um, participate in that profession are women and seniors. And we have, I have dozens of just horrible, heart-wrenching stories of women who were in their 60s and 70s and supplementing their Social Security who lost their, their career, a career that they were proud of and that they were trained for and, and, and went to, you know, uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's just, it, it's, it's a range, though. It's, it's, it can be career professionals, yep. licensed professionals. It can be people who just uh, work one, a, a one-off who works for, who will uh, work at a, a community theater production, for example. And that's one sector in California that's really 
been impacted by AB5 is community theater and regional theater. It's shutting theaters down all across the state because people, they cannot, these productions cannot afford to put every single person on payroll. It will increase the production costs by something like, you know, 30%. Wow. Well, and let me underscore that point that you just made. The assumption that the lawmakers in California had is that, oh, we'll pass AB5. You'll have to reclassify all of these independent contractors as employees and hire them. But employers, they they can't absorb the cost of 30% increase um, in providing not just pay, but also the benefits that come with a W-2 employee. And so they ended up eliminating their independent contract uh, workforce entirely. And that left regular folks out in the cold right before the pandemic hit. And then everything shut down. And it has been incredible to watch the devastation, even as things have reopened over the past year. But people in the industries, like you said, Karen, are, are just decimated. The work has gone out of state you know, and, and independent contractors are left, you know, with, with nothing pretty much as a result. uh, On my, in my group, I have a collection of almost 400 termination letters that, that people uploaded into my group um, in the beginning from various platforms or clients or whatever said, we can't continue to work with you. You can't afford to hire you on as a, as an employee. And even if they, even if like a Pilates studio or something did decide to, you know, have to convert their their independent teachers, for example, to um, employees. They had to reduce their staff, reduce the pay. Wow. The teachers didn't want to become employees to begin with. And it's just a giant mess. And um, like I said, most, uh, a lot of companies just will not convert. You're not, the law does not require you to convert. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't force you to hire that person. And it doesn't force you to hire them as a full-time employee either. But it, w- it would, if you want to continue working with that independent contractor, even for a day, you'd have to put them on payroll, which is ridiculous for, and, and impossible for a lot yeah. of a lot of um, different sectors, you know, like in, in independent filmmaking, mm-hmm. uh, event planning, wedding planners, massage therapy and wellness community, um, health care industry. And, and like I said, community theater has been devastated by AB5. Yeah, you know, that's a really another good point you brought out, Karen, which is that, you know, you have small businesses that depend on independent contractors. Like we actually told the story um, of a florist who is also an event planner, and she said she hires moms for for her, her event. Her It's an event planning business. So it's very much it's not like a regular, you know, jobs with steady work. It's based on the event. And so she needs people based on an event, not based and she can't support having them full time every week or every day. And so when you eliminate independent contracting, when you restrict it, which is now let's bring it to the federal level with this Department of Labor regulation, it, this would be have national implications. And this is going to hit women, work stay at home moms who love flexible work, who need flexibility. You talked about um, seniors, people who, you know, would be out of the workforce if not for independent contracting, maybe because they have they're caring for an aging spouse, or maybe they have medical conditions that keep them out of the workforce. So this is going to have national implications. Um, Karen, can I flag that you have a great blog series that's going to be going live by the time this podcast goes up, where you 
do a myths versus fact about AB5 and what's happened two years later. Can you just tell us, give us like a little preview, what's one thing that people don't know about AB5 or have a misperception about AB5? Well, AB5 has not been repealed. It's alive and well and wreaking havoc on on people continually as we speak. It's not a thing of the past. The exemptions that were um, brought forth nine months later did not solve the problem for a lot of freelancers. There's this mythology out there that, oh, a hundred most professions are exempt now. Well, it's not true because the exemptions are partial. They're smoke and mirrors. They come with 11 or 12 different requirements that you can have to jump through. Like, so for example, a tutoring company cannot meet the requirements of the referral agency category of exemptions. So tutoring, uh, online tutoring is another uh, sector that's been impacted by AB5. So these that, you know, they, 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 they play around with words and they make things ambiguous in the law. And it's just, you know, a lot of employment law attorneys are just advising their clients, don't even touch an independent contractor with a 10 foot pole because the fines and penalties are so, so onerous and massive. And, and, uh, that's another dirty little secret about AB5 is the audits and the audits are not take just take taking place by the employment development department on larger corporations. They're taking place on mom and mom and pops and one person businesses who happen to get caught up in like an independent contractor that they hired as a videographer, maybe for a couple of months or whatever applied erroneously for uh, unemployment insurance during the pandemic. And it triggered an automatic audit. And all of a sudden the hiring entity is facing tens of thousands of dollars in fines and penalties and back tax and all the rest. So it's, it's, Ugh. it's uh, really, really uh, putting a damper on anybody even wanting to hire independent contractors, even if there's a pathway for an exemption. Wow. Well, this is, this is just the experience in California. Karen, thank you for sharing it. Um, as we wrap up today, you know, I just want to number one plug that we're gonna that you have a great blog series that that demystifies um, some of the myths about AB five. You laid out a couple of them just now, but there's more coming, and so definitely check out our website, everybody at IWF, to see that. And then if you want to do something about it, um, Independent Women's Network. I'm wearing my trusty pin today. We have an opportunity for you to be able to do something. Um, this is not a done deal yet. And so it's important that uh, that Washington hears our voices. So if you go to IW uh, Network or Indo- IW Network, Independent Women's Network, um, we have a we have something, some ways for you to be involved and engaged in this battle. But most importantly, tell other people this is coming, this is happening, and we need to protect entrepreneurship in, a, in this country. We need to protect all of these flexible work opportunities that people, women, um, retirees, seniors, students, people of all races and backgrounds and, and economic statuses, they depend on this. And so, you know, our government should not be for uh, limiting opportunity. It should be for expanding it. Karen, thank you for joining me on She Thinks today. Thank you. And I, I just want to add that the public comment period for this proposed rule ends on the 13th of December. So we have 13 more days to submit our comments. And so I encourage all of your listeners to investigate that and and, and make sure that the USDL, USDOL understands that people are, are uh, not wanting this kind of um, uh, 
draconian, onerous restriction on our freedoms. Very good. Thank you so much. That's December 13th. We'll make sure we have some links to all of these these things at the bottom of this uh, podcast. But thank you for joining us on She Thinks and on this pop-up edition. I'm Patrice Anguka, the Director for the Center of Economic Opportunity. Thanks for tuning in.